to God's elect, strangers in the world, chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling by his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. A living hope. It sounds beautiful. And yet, isn't that what every hope ought to be? Isn't that part of the essence of what hope is? Who has dead hopes? Maybe you could speak that way in past tense. But nobody puts their hope in something that they don't think is going to happen. Something that is fundamentally non-existent or without life. People don't put hope in those kinds of things. Except for us. The fallen man has a heart that is deceitful above all things. So deceitful that his whole entire life can be lived from one dead hope to the next. And when he gets to the end, it can just be one long chain of dead hopes. He can visit all of the places, all of the hopes that he had, everything in which he poured out his life. And he can look and see nothing. And to how many people does that happen? At the end, looking back at all those dead hopes, at all those fields without fruit, at all those relationships busted or about to disappear. But praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has given us a living hope. He's given us a new birth. That tragic sequence of events which has defined sinful mankind from the beginning has been broken. Because our hope is living. The resurrected Christ is there with the Father living and ruling eternally. That living hope is what Peter wants us to set our eyes on. This week, as I was thinking about this living hope and this faith which God has worked in our hearts, I was thinking like a pipeline. If you think about hope like a set of pipes, and you may lay a pipe over here because you want to pour into it, and you want that thing to grow, and you say, that is what I'm hoping for. 
whether it be the end of the line, the job at the end of the, the schooling, whether it be the significant other that God has given you, whether it be those children that you want to grow and flourish, everything, every part of our days, we lay these pipes and we pour ourselves into them. But if they're not connected, if that pipeline of friends and family and worldly hopes and dreams, if that ends in this life, they too are dead hopes. And the living hope, the faith that God has placed in our hearts is like a pipeline that goes straight to eternity, straight to the God who loves and lives forever. And Peter, God wants us to have the joy and the freedom of a living hope. He wants us to be able to pour our whole entire lives into that pipe, knowing that at the end, it will be everything that we dream. God wants us to have that. And what happens when our hope is there, when that pipe is connected all the way and doesn't stop somewhere along the way, the miracle, the best part happens. Not only we pour into that pipe, but now God pours in to that pipe. And it's no longer us pouring in and getting to the end and looking back and saying, shucks, that didn't work out. Or maybe I'll get them tomorrow. No, that pipe, it is no longer we who work. And the, what we pour in becomes so small compared to what God pours back down the other side. And it pours back into our hearts and into our lives. And Peter says, what comes down that pipeline from God is a joy. It's a joy that is too good to even be spoken. It isn't necessarily the running down the street screaming hallelujah. It is a joy that is beyond words. One that when everything in this life seems to be a dead end, when everything we're pouring into just doesn't seem to be flourishing, down that pipeline comes that joy, which I know all of you know. That joy which just seizes your heart. The ineffable joy of a living hope. And God 
when that pipeline is connected to him and he's pouring in it, then he will flourish and water what he desires to water. And it will flourish in a way that is far beyond the energy and time of any man or woman on this earth. And when you get to the end, it won't be a look back at barren fields. It will be right there on the brink of all the glory and goodness of God that has defined your life. That is what Peter was hoping for. So often I think just because it's, it's so far away and we only really interact with it in text form, we think about these words and these people who have written the scriptures in sort of a detached way. So I just want to revisit Peter's life. We all, through Holy Week, were just reminded of Peter's denial and the forgiveness that he received from Christ and his reinstatement. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. And then Christ disappeared. And then from those hands and those lips came words in power which raised the dead and healed the lame and the sick. From those lips came words which converted hearts. But now, several decades have passed and Peter is no longer the pillar in a flourishing Jerusalem. Peter is awaiting his own death in Rome. And tradition says that Peter refused to die like his savior. So they crucified him upside down. That's what Peter knew was coming sitting there in Rome, writing these words to people who were in an empire which was slaughtering Christians with joy. And Christians could not walk with freedom in the streets or meet in public. A man on the brink of death to people facing death every day. These words of blessing and joy and hope Come to us. And that is what a living hope does. Peter probably would not take much credit for these words. But somehow, through God's grace, because it was God pouring down the pipeline of Peter's life 
and watering what he wanted. These words have come to us thousands of years later. If it was just Peter and his energy and his hopes, would we know who this man is? And that's what God wants to do with every single one of our lives. He wants it to connect. He wants us to be a pipeline for his blessing to flow to one another and to the world. And for us to know the joy of that. And that is what God has done through the resurrection of Christ. And now take that by your life and picture that pipeline of every single person sitting next to you in this place and multiply it by the people that have lived in this generation and then in this eon. And imagine all of those pipes and all of God's people's longings and hopes and desires and tears flowing into those pipes. And there is the garden. There is the fruit and the beauty of all of those generations of people who lived by faith. Whom God poured into and they poured back. And when Christ comes again, the scroll will be rolled away and we all will see just how beautiful and living our resurrected Christ is. Let us pray. Father, Blessed be your name, for you have given us this birth into a living hope. May you always keep us connected and our hopes set on our resurrected Lord Jesus. We pray that you continue to pour into us, out into the world, that others too may know you and share in this joy and all the beauty that you created us for, God. May this hope define our lives and may you preserve our faith until we see it firsthand when hope disappears and all things are made new. We pray these things in our Savior Jesus' name. Amen.